Hey, everybody. I'm C. I'm Jen. And you're listening to Tom Titten Baobab. Welcome back to Tom Titten Baobab, the New York Times spelling bee inspired podcast that's all about words, word games, and the word nerds who love them. Jen. Remember when we were drinking fruity cocktails on a beach in Puerto Rico? Soft sand, clear blue water. It was, what, like three days ago? Yes, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> three days. I feel like it was like 10 years ago. I know. It's that's because you get home and you're hit by cold and freezing rain. Uh, and it's There's no terrible. fruity cocktails. No fruity there's cocktails. no water. No soft sand. <laughs> no roosters running around in the streets. Uh, do you miss the roosters? Yeah, they, I really liked the roosters. They were pretty. If y'all haven't been to Puerto Rico, a ton of roosters and other assorted game fowl, which Jen and I spent a ridiculous <laughs> amount of time looking up. In case you were wondering, other people were at the beach, and we spent time looking up any game, game fowl. fowl. <laughs> <laughs> there are also giant iguanas with tails like raccoons, like really giant iguanas. It was kind of surprising that yeah. they're just everywhere. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. And mafungo. mafungo. Who doesn't like mafungo? I, well, I don't like mafungo, but. Oh my God. Mafungo is mashed plantain. So good. Wasn't that amazing? It really was. And yet, somehow, we still found a way to do the B. Kind of. As did <laughs> Shelly Z from Facebook, who was also apparently in Puerto Rico this week. Shelly, we might have been right next to you on the beach pretending to do the B and didn't know it. We should invite her and all our listeners to a bee reunion in the Caribbean next February. What do you think? That is a great idea. Let's invite everybody, except though, let's not invite Jared. Because, yeah. What? Sorry, Jared. Jared. We need you to be available for guest hosting. Oh, that's true. Didn't Jared do a great job when we were away? He really did. Although I have some questions for him. Oh, you do. But lucky for you that Jared's (laughs) going to be here later on in the show. So don't go anywhere. We're going to talk to Jared. That is exciting. And it makes me want to get this show moving. I cannot agree more. Let's get into it. The Week in Bees. This is the part of the show where we talk about bees from the previous week. Today, we're starting with Saturday, February 17th, and ending with Friday, February 23rd. See, I think I wrote you sometime last week, and I said that either the bee has been really easy recently or that I have been on fire. And that sentiment continued for me through this week. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, they've just been really short. So it's very easy. So you're saying I'm not on fire. (laughs) I'm saying you did great, but I mean, they've also been very short, so it's not that hard. (laughs) Well, I am still proud that I have gotten back on my B game. I kept saying I was going to, and I finally did. Awesome. All right. Good. And I was happy they were short because I didn't have a lot of time. The only day they weren't short was Sunday the 18th. Right. We were still in Puerto Rico. I wasn't paying very much attention to the B, but I was excited for six pangrams, especially because they were easy. pangrams. I know. They were good. Should we tell what happened with the six pangrams? Go for it. So we were waiting for the sunset on a beach in Puerto Rico. (laughs) (laughs) This beautiful beach, all these people, surfers below us. It was so great. We were like, oh, we should do the bee right now. So C knew that there were six pangrams and she was out. She always likes to know what order you get the pangrams in. Yeah. So we were going through them and I was like, oh, I think I got like intimidation first or something, damnation second. And we were both 
got up to five and we were missing the last one. And then all of a sudden I went, Hi, why is non-domination not and a we word? And then we were like shouting ah! at the same time. Oh my God, that's what it is. <laughs> it was pretty epic. And people around us, I think were very confused. Yes. Though there was one word that day. We had everything and then we were missing one six letter word and very annoyingly. Very annoyingly. We found out that word was dun 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 diatom or diatom. Yeah. Is it diatom? I was thinking diatom. Is it diatom too? I think it's diatom. 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 I can't tell. Listen to it. Diatom. Diatom is what they say on diatom. So it doesn't sound like diatom. Diatom. Well, yeah. so D I A T O M. And I have to say, this is a trash word. This is so <gasps> wait, totally wait, wait, a trash wait. word. Trash word? I mean, it's a real word. Okay, it's a jerk word. Yes. It's totally a, yes. a jerk word. Because he leaves out so many science terms. Right. We should actually say what it is. Well, let me tell you how it's defined in Merriam Webster. Any of a class of minute planktonic unicellular or colonial <laughs> algae with silicified skeletons that form diatomaceous earth. That sounds really confusing. What's much more reasonable is if you look up diatom and immediately what pops up is diatomic elements. Is diatomic that, is elements. Is language? No, no. This is just if you look up on if you just Google. Google it. Diatomic okay. elements have the atoms appear in pairs. There are seven of them. Hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, fluorine, chlorine, bromine, and iodine. But see, so I think those are be... diatomic. I think that's different. But my point is diatomic seems like a reasonable word. Diatom or diatom. Yeah, I think that's a ridiculous word. Yeah. I am adamant, which was a good word that day, Wait. but that is a terrible word. Di what do diatoms do? Diatoms remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere through photosynthesis. The carbon dioxide is then converted into oxygen gas. That's interesting. Huh. Diatoms affect climate on a global scale. Hmm. Well, that's different than minute planktonic unicellular algae. So there you must be right. ways that you use it. And Merriam-Webster does not give that definition. And you're right. Diatomic and diatoms do not seem to be the same thing. Diatoms, like if you look at the Monterey Bay Aquarium site. Oh, where my brother did whole, his postdoc. There's a whole about diatoms. They're one of the largest groups of organisms on Earth. Hmm. And they're unicellular algae. So maybe it's not that it's a jerk word. Maybe we just don't know anything about science. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So- David, who is our science listener. <laughs> David, should we know this please word? Please contact us and tell us if we should know this word. <laughs> oh, but David did. So, okay, again, we're in Puerto Rico, okay? And beyond this one day when, because there were six pangrams, so it was kind of yeah. funny, we were doing it when we should have been like really looking at a beach. Yeah. Um, we did look up we, in time for the sunset. Yeah. But the rest of the time, we really were like at the beach, not yeah. doing the bee, except for like just to get to genius to mm -hmm. say we did it. So that is includes Saturday, February 17th, when yes. Bullfrog was the pancreas, which I liked. My right. On oh, that day, wow. though, we totally missed because neither of us cared about mm -hmm. getting queen that they counted burgoo, B-U-R-G-O-O. -O. So thank you, David, for alerting us to this, what I would call travesty. <laughs> <laughs> travesty word. What do you think? Like burgoo? <laughs> burgoo. It's an oatmeal gruel. Ugh. Or it's like a Southern kind of, they talk about like Kentucky burgoo. Like it's very much a regional it's like loblolly gruel. So gross. Sounds gross. No and whether it is gross or not, it's definitely not. I love food, okay? I go to the South to eat food. Like I eat food. I have never heard of burgoo. 
Though it does have pork, chicken, or mutton, which are all things I don't eat. You know, so, it would well. be really funny if they had a Burger King. Like Burger King. A Burger King? A Burger oh, King. I like that. And it was just like yeah. whatever kind of crazy. Um... Like oatmeal gruel <laughs> on a plate. <laughs> all right. He can totally count Burger if we have a Burger King. <laughs> much happier thanks and they could combine it with a dairy queen a dairy queen and a burger king oh my god Um, dairy queen's so much better than it really is okay let's see that same day uh february 17th yes the word forego was in the b and we have a problem with that we didn't want to forego i I was thinking i need to use it more often oh well you know you never forego anything so that's the problem that is the problem (laughs) so should i forego things that's the question should i forego things or should i just talk about how I'm not foregoing them. We might have to forego <laughs> this discussion pretty quickly. What else do we got? It was such a boring week. So is there anything exciting? We could talk about Monday, February 19th. Oh, you were so excited about a about weird... Lividity. <laughs> <laughs> so Jen goes to me again. Like, I'm like, we're in paradise. I'm not paying attention to the B. No, you actually, said you were as... missing a word. Uh, maybe. I mean, as it turned out, I had gotten them all because they were easy and fast, right? And yes. then Jen goes, oh, I'm just missing... Oh, she goes, oh, I got one really good word. No, that's not how that okay, conversation tell me went ha- down. Tell me, what tell happened me. was you asked if there was anything weird in the puzzle or something. And I said, did you get the one, the, like the only word in the puzzle that was slightly hard? And then we determined that you did get lividity. And you were like, that is not hard. That's the easiest word in the world. And I said, well, I think it's easy, but I'm smart. But I kept thinking you said libidity. And I was like, libidity isn't there? That's a word? And you were like, yes. And I was like, what? But she was saying libidity, but she can't say her Bs and Bs. So there was a problem. Yeah, that was the problem. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Friday the 23rd, the day of the compound where you could not find the fangram. And that's funny. <laughs> I got past genius. I was like close to queen. I think I'm minus, today is Friday. And I think I'm minus one right now. Oh my and gosh. I wrote to Cecilia and I was like, I can't see the pangram. And she was like, it's so easy. You have so many issues. <laughs> that I have issues with compound words. Which is really and funny. And I immediately saw workload. <laughs> yes. It's also funny because it's workload, which is like your favorite thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> which is my life. Wallaroo made an, another appearance Wallaroo. today. Who doesn't like Wallaroo? Which I like. Yes. I know. Oh. And um, I liked Figgy on February 21st. That just yeah, because you know he, he used to not include. Figgy. Oh, really? That was my last yeah, word. Th- I think this might be the second time that he included it because was it last? It was the Christmas before this Christmas. He didn't include it. It was when we were still on Twitter. Oh, and I so we talked about Figgy about, pudding. We asked for Figgy pudding, and Sam said no, and he ruined Christmas. Why no filthily? I don't know. Why, Why no, no filthily, filthily on Wednesday? I tried it so, so many times, I. thinking I was just missing it up. So filthy okay. was there, and filth was there, but no filthily. It's like he hates filthily adverbs. Filthily is like a hundred percent a word. But then yeah. he put in lightly and tightly and highly. Well, those are all words too. Yeah, no, 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 no. So they're all words, but they're adverbs. Yeah, I don't understand. But he didn't include like the ily adverbs. It's weird. He's a he's a men folk. That's why <laughs> men they don't folk, make sense. Yeah. Oh, still it. Tuesday, men folk. Tuesday, Hi. February twentieth. The pangram was men folk. I was annoyed. I hate when it's like the L-Ys or I-L-Ys because I was like, ugh, what is yeah. it? But at least it was easy. That's true. I also hate on Thursday when it's all the un and you're kind of like, which un are oh you going to count? And which one aren't you? And yeah. ugh, what I forget? And I hate yeah. that he never includes bended, like on bended knee. Yeah. I thought that's weird too. I didn't remember that he never can. I just knew he didn't. And I kept trying that too. Like, and beaded. I thought un- you could be unbeaded or right? unbeaded. Because you can yeah. be unbanned apparently. Yeah. And you can unbend something. 
but you can't be yeah. on bended knee. So nobody proposed that way. <laughs> um, that same day, Bedaub and Bedaubed was there. Which has okay, been that there was also before. annoying to me. Oh, was it? Because I was like, oh, okay, what B E word am I missing? That's but before it's a ridiculous a word. word. <laughs> yeah, I know. I kept trying all sorts Which, of weird B E yeah. before word if, words. If Ugh. you do not know Bedaubed, B E D A U B, it is to daub. ornament with vulgar excess, <laughs> yeah. according to Merriam Webster, or to daub over, to besmear. Uh, nice. So when you are bedaubed, you are besmeared. I like that, but besmeared is really good. Hmm. You know what other what word was there, Jen? What? Abundance. And it's clear that there is an abundance of B material to discuss. But I think it's time for us to narrow our focus. Narrow our focus on like one word. On one word. One very special word that we like to call the word of the week. This is the part of the show where we focus in on one word, one very special word from the previous week's puzzles. One of us chooses the word, researches it, and enlightens the other with our findings. (laughs) Had to do it. No, that's like an island song. That's good. See, last week I was lucky to have Jared do my homework for me. Uh, So we are back to your turn. All right. What's it going to? B C pun in, in Jared's honor. I was gonna say you're doing all uh-huh. the puns. I like it. All right. So my word this week is a word that I cannot believe I have not done before because it's one of my favorite words. What is it? My word is Google. G O O G O L. Yeah. A number word. It is one followed by a hundred zeros. Or oh my 10 gosh, it is one very special word. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so It's funny for me that I haven't done this before because, as you know, I'm a math person. Mm -hmm. And this word actually was a thing in my family when I was in middle school and we first all found out about Googleplex. Googleplex. I totally remember. I learned that from your family. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it was like one of our favorite words. And, you know, when a weird word is a word you've known your whole life, you don't think of it being special. Mm -hmm. But it was in the B this week. So I looked it up just to see if there's anything interesting about it. And there is. The first thing, if you look up Google in Merriam-Webster... Mm-hmm. You'll see a discussion of Google versus Google, right? G-O-O-G-L-E, right. probably the more popular Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Google is now an accepted word. Like to Google something mm-hmm. is not just capitalized. And in fact, guess what? What? Google, the company, was named after Google the number. Oh, well, why didn't they spell Isn't that it? Funny? Yeah, why didn't they spell it the same though? I appreciate that they didn't, that they made it like a different, you know, like it's not just the number, it's something different. But do you know why different. they didn't? I know why they picked it. I mean, they picked it to be a name that would reflect their mission of, quote, to organize a seemingly infinite amount of information Uh on the web. Which totally makes sense. And then their headquarters in Mountain View, California is called the Googleplex. Ah! (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I don't know how I didn't know that. Or maybe I did. And then I forgot about it. It's cool though, right? Okay. So where does this word come from? Okay. Do you know? Um, Google. Google. No. Google, G-O-O-G-O-L. <laughs> no. All right. So Edward Kastner is an American mathematician. Uh-huh. Okay. He's from the early parts of the 1900s, 1878 to 1955 specifically. Okay. And he sounds, Kastner that is, like a pretty amazing guy who spent most of his professional career at Columbia University mm-hmm. as a mathematics professor. Okay. When I'm looking him up, from various sources of the web. One of the the big things I used for this is a 30 plus page biography that the National Academy of Sciences published mm-hmm. that was written by one of his former students, Jesse Douglas. Oh, nice. Okay. And it sounds like Kasner is one of these like super
super teachers that mm-hmm. everyone loves. He's not the guy from A Brilliant Mind. No, no, I did people not like him in the end? Well, I, I know. Did I mean, he just, too. you know, he was like schizophrenic or something. That doesn't mean people didn't love him. No, no, no. <laughs> but I think they had, yeah, I mean, they gave him all their pens, so they respected him. <gasps> all right. So, Kaz is somebody everybody life, loves, okay? He's made like, up for the movie. He's like, you know, just somebody that people really like. Mm -hmm. And even though he's this master of differential geometry and he does really serious math, he has a philosophy that, quote, rigor is for dull people. (laughs) (laughs) And he's really interested in like big ideas and larger comprehension rather than exactitude, right? Rigor is also for dead people. Okay. Rigor mortis, yes. (laughs) Importantly, Kasner often writes and teaches for the non-mathematician. I like that. For lay people. Yeah. And actually, it's really funny. I mean, this is from the 50s, but his biographer kept talking about like the intelligent lay person, which you might be like, ooh, they're just being snobby. But honestly, I could not understand anything that was for the intelligent lay person. And I am a math person. So you're just the lay person. You're not an intelligent one. In any case, one of the things he published is his best-selling book in 1940 called Mathematics and the Imagination. And in this book, he writes about one of his primary fascinations, which is the topic of large numbers. Okay. Uh So he said, yeah, you can just write them in scientific notation, but I want a name. Okay, something that would serve as an example of a number so large it would blow your mind, (laughs) right? That you just think like, what is like just an insane amount of stuff? (laughs) And Kasner, who also like one big thing about him is that like how much he loves kids and all this stuff Uh he does with kids, right? He asked his nine-year-old nephew, Milton Sirota, to pick a name for this like crazy number. And Milton, his nephew goes, well, it's silly and it needs a silly name. So Google so this oh nine-year-old gosh, picked the name and, you know, the Krasner had said, you pick a name, I'll do it. Googleplex comes from there, which Krasner just described as, quote, one, followed by writing zeros until you get tired. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it does have a number, you know. Oh my gosh, one, that's totally two. how I'm going to define yeah. Google from yeah, now on. It's a just a lot. Yeah. And like they have like Carl Sagan, mm-hmm. who thought of Googleplex as like filling up the whole universe with dust particles that would be what a googleplex is okay so it's very Mm -hmm. like conceptual Mm -hmm. and and there's no mathematical reason for google specifically right it was just kind of like an easy number one with a hundred zeros but since then they're supercomputers so things that like you could never do before now you can so there actually have been other numbers that have like been for a specific reason that are named now oh like what there's skews number s-k-e-w-e okay which has something to do with natural log Okay. Moser's number, which has something to do with a megagon, uh. which is some sort of crazy polygon with mega size. <laughs> and Graham's number, which has something to do with Ramsey theory, which is also about geometry. And like, it's like larger than the observable universe. Like all these things are yeah, even bigger than Google Plus. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like tapped out at Google. And that's what I said. I'm sticking with Google. I like it. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, pretty good, huh? It is. It's almost (laughs) unbelievable. You want to go to the next section. All right, let's do it. All right. Unbelievable words. Unbelievable words is where we talk about unbe words, as in not from the New York Times spelling bee. These are words that have stopped us in our tracks and made us say, now that is a good word. I've got to remember that. Ha. Funny, Jen. That's exactly what I said to myself when I came upon the word Tatey. Wait, what? Tatey. T-A-T-I-E. T-A-T-I-E? 
Yeah. And I got this word, Tady, uh-huh. from where I get all my words. Type or shift. A lot of my words. <laughs> type shift. I put it in and suddenly it worked. Actually, I think it was an accident. Tady. Do you know what Tady is? I have no idea. Tatum O'Neill. I bet you do have an idea. Nickname. Try again. Try again. Um, What's something a having to do with tatting. Come on. Try one more. You can do it. Um, a, t- a potato. There you go. That's what a Tady is. A potato. <laughs> <laughs> Dialogue. <laughs> In what dialect? It's just dialectical. That's what they said. People say Tady. Tady? That is an unbelievable word. I don't know if that should be a word. Uh, It is. So, (laughs) Tady. That's my word. Well, my word is myrific. Myrific? What's that? Yes. M-I-R-I-F-I-C. I got this from Word Genius. Okay. It says it's a literary word. Oh. And it kind of is what you would think it is if you thought about M-I-R as the beginning of a word, like miraculous. Mir- oh, I think mi- you're going to say meerkat. Myrific. <laughs> meerkat. Yeah, it's a meerkat. <laughs> it means wor- it's an adjective that means working wonders, wonderful, marvelous. Oh, I like it. Say it one more time. Myrific. Myrific. You sure it's not I, I want to say myrific, but the, the pronunciation is actually myrific. Myrific. Are you sure it's not yes. myrific? It's myrific. Yeah, I listened to it. Myrific, myrific. Stop <laughs> confusing me because it took me a really long time to say myrific. It <laughs> uh, is a myrific word, there, Jen. There are many excellent forms of this. Yes. Which I believe are all very archaic, but myrifical, Ooh. myrifically, myrificence, myrificent, Ooh. and my riff, my rifficously, marificus, my That was mi- miraculous, miraculous. <laughs> so this word, I tried to find a sample sentence online, and apparently the only person who uses this word, but uses it in every book that he ever wrote, <laughs> is a writer called William John Locke, William J. Locke from the early twentieth century, and he literally. Every book that he writes has the word myrific. <laughs> Literally. Well, with so, yours, now that you know it. Yeah. He talks about myrific adventures, myrific parent, <laughs> myrific tights. And <laughs> then <laughs> the sentence that made the most sense was, was he not the most myrific of God's creatures? Very nice, Jen. You know, I think that's pretty wild. Well, wild sentences are perfect. Because it's time for the wild card. The wild card is just what you think it is. Untamed and unpredictable. So unpredictable that Jared can suddenly pop in and tell you what it is. Yay. We have been looking forward <laughs> to talking to you since the beginning of the episode. Thank you so much for filling in last week. My pleasure. My honor. We lis- you know, I'm honored. <laughs> we listened to you when we were driving through the mountains of Puerto Rico <laughs> and <laughs> laughing so hard that we almost fell off the mountain. Thank you for that. Thank not, God you did it. We didn't. were laughing hard, but we did not almost fall off a mountain. If you fell oh. off the mountain, I'd be in real trouble because then I'd have to like keep doing these episodes. That's like, right. There's <laughs> like a one a year quota and you've hit it. <laughs> Wait, I like the idea that if we just didn't show up this week, that like you would have just kept going until we eventually reappeared. <laughs> I think I could you keep You keep tabs on the show. Like if it doesn't come out on Monday morning, you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm prepared. <laughs> and I'm texting you at 6.01 a.m. I'm like, where is it? Wait, oh. <laughs> the best is you're talking and me and Jen are totally talking back to you and we're like, ah, oh, why can't we chime in right now? <laughs> I know because Jared, first of all, we we did really think you did an awesome job and thank you. Loved the 
love, love the love. Love the and love. The, love the, the love. All the dance talk because, you know, we really like to dance. Oh, my God. So we were also finger popping or what is finger it called? Tutting. Finger tutting. Finger yep. tutting in the car. Yep. So <laughs> difficult for drivers. I, I made my wife watch a video of finger tutting. Yeah. And she's like, now? that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, so my mom listened to it and we were just talking about it in the car this morning and she was like, it was really good. Jared goes off on a lot of tangents, but they're super interesting. And she thought that the whole glove thing and the finger tutting was inspired by Michael Jackson. I could see that. I totally could see that. I thought that was a good theory. If only he had done it with a Mickey Mouse glove. Well, he had those sparkly gloves, if you remember. He did. He had his one glove. Yeah. So it is possible. Although I have to tell you, Jared, that Cecilia and I believe that Sam did not have that meaning of gloving in mind when he edited this. Well, (laughs) well, that's his fault. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. We think that he probably meant downing and gloving, like adorning gloves. Like yes. Gowning has been there before in the mm-hmm. bee, and it, and it's really like surgical gowning, right? Yeah. So it's the same oh. thing. You like put on your surgical gloves. I'm so glad we're doing this recap, and you guys could just explain to me everything. <laughs> that that makes that makes sense. But you know what? He should have. Look, look for liquiding fine. next time yeah. it's in the bee. <laughs> Definitely will. It I mean, I there. look. I like your definition of gloving better. So, and I was super happy to learn about it. Hells yeah. hells yeah. Yeah, and to remember my old popping moves. Yeah. Know, yeah, I, I didn't think I needed to define popping. Everyone knows popping. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows popping. And then we were waving. Our whole bodies were waving <laughs> in the car. In the I'm car. actually waving right now. I am too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you doing it right now? Because we're off yes. camera. You're doing it right now. We should have stayed on camera for this. We should have. <laughs> too bad. Sorry, everybody. But we'll wave some other time. Yes. Pop and wave. What else were we yelling at him about, Jen? I yelled at you about a couple of things. <laughs> you yelled Jen. at me. First of all, I yelled at you about Rafia because yeah, Rafia is in there Rafia. all the time. All the and time. There's a whole story about it. Somebody once sent Sam a giant box of Rafia, <laughs> and then he led it into the puzzle. After that, so we have joked that we should send him a caracol so that yes he'll put that in the puzzle too yeah you or could do that you could send a caracol through the mail too <laughs> so i did yell at you for that and i also yelled at you for shishi because yeah. shishi also is in there all the time and yeah. as is so fruit <laughs> this past week Fru-Fru it was in this was week in i know there. i was yeah. like sam's playing games he's like playing yeah. mind games he's so, like Ooh, i did i yelled at you those two times you know, I deserved it. I deserved <laughs> but mostly it. Mostly, I yelled, "Go, Jared! Go, Jared!" As you were waving your body and finger cutting, yes, and finger cutting. Absolutely, uh, that that is super exciting to hear. Yeah, I'm always curious to hear, you know, how it goes. As I'm sure you are, you know, how, how the episode goes. So, yeah, we love. Uh, I'm glad it went well. I'm glad you guys were in the mountains <laughs> yes. of Puerto Rico. There and are the middle of the island is mountainous, so we were driving from one side to the other over the mountains. It was very. Very exciting. Speaking of our trip. Jared, since this is the wild card segment and we just came back from several days at the beach, not just the mountains, we thought it'd be fun to talk about beach-related words. So would you stick around and do that with us? Absolutely. Oh, God. Awesome. So we have a few lists of words here, but the first word that I want to talk about, Jared, is actually not on any of those lists. It came up in a New York Times article that I saw the day that we got back from our trip. And that word is, are you ready for this? Yes. Mankini. 
Mankini. Mankini. Did this come up in the B? C and I have definitely talked about different kinds of Because there's mini yeah. Mini-kini. Mini, mini-kini. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I love guess I could extrapolate to a mankini from a bikini, a mini-kini to a mankini. Exactly. I mean, I'm assuming it's just sort of a thong. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And the reason that it was in the news is because there was some Australian, is he like a jockey? Some oh, sort of Jennifer. Who wore a mankini riding his horse. And there was a reason. I don't remember what the reason was. What was the reason? Okay, so let me let me tell you about the article you sent us, Jen. Okay. So Shane Rose, who is an Olympian, he is not a jockey. He's an Olympian horseback ride, equestrian from Australia. Equestrian, that's the word. And he was doing, there was this costumed competition. And so for part of it, he wore some costume that had something to do with beer. For part of it, he wore a gorilla. And then the last part, he wore a mankini. Oh, right, right, right. And then they told him, he, like, they suspended him. Wait, they did? I think you're making up things about this. You should have No, I'm not making story. it up. Australia didn't. The Australians were like, no, we love it when people wear a mankini to ride a horse. <laughs> we but love but it. But everybody else. <laughs> it's, our na- it's our national bathing suit. Yes. And she kept sending me this article in multiple ways going, look, now you can see it. Now you can see the mankini. <laughs> well, you know, they don't the include a picture of the mankini in the New York Times article. They only link to it. Which I thought was really weird. Like that yeah, no, J- been Jen said it to me picture. a few times as well, and it was starting to get a bit awkward. <laughs> Jared, we really think harassment. So, Jared, would you wear? This is the question: Would you wear a mankini? Yeah, that's that's like a hard no. That's, uh, <laughs> that's like that's like me and that's like me raving. You know, it's like there's just a couple things that I just can't physically wrap my head around. What if you were finger tutting while wearing the mankini? Mm. It, it, if, I, if I was blurred, if, if, if I was blurred like we were talking about our video calls, <laughs> like what? Who, well, who is that? Okay, I I don't blame you for not wearing a mankini. I'll send you the picture of it so you can see what it looks like. Please do. Um, is it like Borat? I, is like the Borat thing? Yeah, it's oh, totally like good Borat. Point. Okay, now I got yep. it. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I, they might mention Borat in the article. Oh, now, I'll, now I'll wear it because it's, <laughs> yeah. par- it's parody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like how you, you'll wear it for parody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we went to one beach to see surfers. Like we specifically went to this beach to see surfers. Rincon, so I the western was- coast of Puerto Rico yes. where it is legendary surfing in the winter. Yep. And that was my favorite beach of the trip. Because mm-hmm. Jen likes to surf. <laughs> Jen does not surf. Is, is that the next but, word? <laughs> no, I thought we could talk about some surfing words. Like, do you guys know what the word kook means in surfing? Ooh, no. K-O-O-K? Yeah. No. Tell. Is it a verb or a noun? It's a noun. Oh, kook. Oh, like okay. someone is a kook. Yeah. Like a cool surfer. Oh my god, that's the exact opposite of what it is. Wait, a really? Not cool, an uncool a, a, surfer. <laughs> a kook is, and I'm now looking at this thing called Rapture Camps. Speak like a surfer blog. Kook is quote any surfer who endangers or impedes other surfers. They are generally clueless with little understanding of surf etiquette and are not necessarily beginners. Mm-hmm. So it's like Keanu Reeves in the beginning of Point Break. Wait, oh, was he not a good surfer in the beginning? And then no, later he, he was like getting under- in the guy's oh, way. Oh yeah, he was uh, yeah, or or me in a in a mankini <laughs> learning to surf. All right, other beach words, Jen. I'm gonna give you another. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm gonna give you another surf word. 
We do a lot of prep for this, Jerry. I'm going to give you another surf word. Shory. Like the word shore with a Y on the end. Shory. Wait, is there an E and a Y? Yes. Oh, because that's important. Okay. Yeah. Shory. So this is slang? Yes. Is this like me? Like I sit on the shore and watch a people little surf? Bit. Okay. <laughs> but it's not a Go person. Like, yeah. It's not a person. It's waves that break on the shore. A wave oh, that this breaks is how on the shore I is surf. called a shory. Often they dump oh hard God. on the sand and can prove challenging to get past. Another popular mm, yes. synonym for this wave break is shore break, but shory is totally oh better. What's the what's the plural? Shories. <laughs> is it shories or is, is it, it with an I E S or an E Y S? I don't know, and it could be shory. You're right. Yeah, we could have a plurality tantum on our hands. <laughs> that was a great word, by the way. Yes, call, it really. Call was. back. Love it. Um, <laughs> and Jared, I should tell you that Jennifer and I spent the entire time watching the surfers from like maybe two inches of water, not willing to get any further in. And I spent it basically laying down on my belly to pretend that no, I was totally. in the water. <laughs> I am totally surfing right now. Uh, yes. <laughs> let me let me find another good one. That's too easy. I'm not going to give you that one. Oh, what is it? I want to know. Wipe out. Oh, here's here's a good one. This is not surf terminology. This is just this is from some random site called 30A. That's 14 terms every beach lover should know. Well, do you know 30A, Jen? I don't. I don't. Do you know them? 30A <laughs> is a stretch of road highway. I mean, I don't know if you call it a highway, uh-huh. but in Florida, mm. um, it's a stretch of beaches, kind of in the oh. is this it's like Sea Grove and or Seaside and Rosemary Beach. Yeah. Maybe Destin's I think this part is of Destin. them. There's yeah, it's all them. the ones that go past that. Yeah, interesting. I stayed in Michael McDonald's house on that road. Oh, That's right. It? We talked about that. Yes, yeah. from the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> I love yes, the Doobie I, Brothers. Yeah, who exactly. doesn't? And here in Atlanta, everyone like a lot of people have like 30A stickers. Like oh, on their, on their okay, back. well, thank you for explaining. Oh, bumper I'm stickers, a bit and you're just like now because I cool. like to boycott all things Florida. But cool. <laughs> um, okay, this is two words that you've probably heard, but let's see if you know the difference between them. Okay, flotsam and jetsam. Yeah, yeah. Come on, this is Little Mermaid song lyrics. Alan Menken here, flotsam and jetsam. <laughs> Isn't it just like debris? Yeah, it's totally okay, but debris. But tell me the difference between flotsam and jetsam. Uh, what's the difference between flotsam yes. and jetsam? No, tell do us. you know? Yeah, one's flotsam, one's jetsam. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, flotsam is when shipwrecks or treasures from the sea drift up to the shore. So if you find something washed up on the sand, that's flotsam. Mm. Jetsam is the opposite of that. It's when things are intentionally thrown overboard to help lighten a boat's Ooh. load. Like when you jettison something, it's jetsam. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like how jettison worked into jetsam. I don't and know. Flotsam, is that, is that it floats up. Related? So you can remember it. Is that true? Uh, are you, <laughs> is that real? I is don't that know. Why? It sounds right, doesn't it? <laughs> it sounds really oh, good. Oh, I actually thought she was telling the truth. Ah. I believe are, her. All right, Jen, what about, okay, so you're on a wave and you say that wave is decumen. That's a decumen wave. What do we mean? D-E-C-U-M-A-N. Um, it might be decumen. I don't know. Decumen? I have no idea. Be, oh, I think it is. It might, it might be decumen right for us. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yes, is that's that what, what it is. I agree decumen. with Jared. <laughs> a decumen wave is extremely large, huge. That decumum wave took us fore and aft. Oh, really? Anyone know that? No. I've never heard I mean, that I would in say my like, life. I would say like, that's a rogue wave. 
Or like or a I would say wave. tsunami. Or tsunami. Yeah, but no, decumen. Yeah, tsunami. Decumen. Yep. Yeah. How do you spell that? Instead of just saying that huge wave. D-E-C-U-M-A-N. As oh. opposed to a ripple or a riffle, the small waves. That sounds frilly. Oh, me. because it's, it's from the ancient Roman of or pertaining to the 10th cohort of a legion. So the decu is probably the 10. Uh, and it's just very yeah. large or immense. As a wave. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, until you're on the beach and you're saying, hey, everybody, look at that <laughs> And the surfers are like, you're such a kook, bro. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah, yeah I thought think- it was going to be a shory. <laughs> Do you know what a swash is? Like a swash Like a swashbuckler. Buckler. <laughs> Ooh, jinx. Uh, well, go. maybe it has to do with this, but I don't know. But there's a word called swash. Mm. Um, and it's something like you totally think of when you're at the beach, which is interesting. Wash is that when you wash the sand off your feet in the water? Oh, I like that one them. too. No, okay. So you know when the water breaks, yes, uh, the wave breaks on the water, and then all that like rush of water that comes onto the beach from there, uh-huh. that's a swash. Is that different than a shory? Wait, like, what was does a shory, shory produce? I think the shory is the wave that breaks, and the swash is the after effect. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I don't know. And swash can also be the sound as the waves break ah. upon the shore. A shory seems like a surfing term for like you know when a wave really breaks and like you know, have you ever been like shore. in a wave? I, but you know when it breaks on the shore and like like just knocks yeah. you in to yeah. the ground and you're like, oh. so that's different than the swash. Like on like the most calm beach, gotcha. you still you have get like the water going out and then it goes yeah. shh, shh, right that's back in. That's what Keats likes to that's play in. That's swash. what my dog likes to dig exactly. in. Exactly. Keats loves mm-hmm. the Keats, swash. He Keats probably wouldn't like a shore. And it also yeah. means swagger. Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. look. So swashbuckler is from that part of the definition. So it's a swaggering <gasps> or daring soldier ah, or adventurer. Ah. And or a novel or nice. drama dealing with a swashbuckler, so it kind of can mean the person itself or the the media. Oh, yeah, I like it. That's cool. I like very it. nice. Yeah. That's very cool. Should we do one more? One more. You got one more? Um, yeah. No. Do you? Okay. All right. I got one more. Okay. All right. <laughs> what do we call the sea spray that blows off the ocean? Do you have a, a feeling of that? Mist. We call it. Ocean can spray. also be used to describe sand or snow that is blown by the wind. Um, Flurries. No, <laughs> that's a good idea too. What did they call it when we when they we had that really quick like um, snowstorm? Oh, I wonder. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what that word? What's that word that I'm trying to think of? I don't know, but I don't think that's what this is. Okay, what is it? So this is called a spindrift, Ooh. which I thought I knew Ooh. what that was. And there's even a brand of seltzer that I like. Yeah. It's called spindrift. But yes, I know. apparently <laughs> that's the, yeah, the grapefruit especially. But that's the sea spray that blows off the Who ocean. Who knew? I like it. Ah, Very nice. Huh. These are fun words. They are fun words. They really are. Just like the beach is fun. You want to go back? Hey, you can come with us next. Oh, wait, you can't. Sorry, you got work to do. Oh. <laughs> this is a fun podcast. We, we fun like words, fun podcast. So. Fun, fun, fun vacations, hey, y'all are Jared, taking. it was fun having you on. Thanks for coming back. And thanks uh, again for hosting us. Uh, this was so fun. Awesome. Thank you. So much for having me and for entrusting your podcast. Always, uh, to always. Me. We and, know it's uh, in good hands. I, I, I give it back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jared. And that's it for this episode of Tom Tit and Baobab. Thanks for being with us. We hope you'll do it again next week. We drop a new episode every Monday. 
And in the meantime, be in touch. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, or you can email us at tomtittenbaobab at gmail.com. We want to know all about the bees you like, bees you hate, words you missed, words you'd like to know about, and... How you feel about wearing a mankini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that. We want to know about that. If you like TNB and you never want to miss an episode, please subscribe or follow us. Even better, leave a rating or a review. This helps other word nerds and puzzle lovers find our very indie, very unsponsored podcast. Be well, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.